Hi everyone, this is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I've been a corporate flight attendant for over five and a half years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is episode 23. If you like this podcast, please give me five stars. Make sure to check out freespiritpodcast.com. You can support this podcast and purchase my digital products and services made specifically for being a corporate flight attendant. And if you're into the metaphysical or spiritual, check out my podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground. And you can always follow me and DM me questions on Instagram at Two Inches Off the Ground. Today's topic is keeping healthy on the road. So, all right, so here's the reality of what happens is you start to become a corporate flight attendant and it's exciting because you're ordering all this great food and this, you know, looks great and it's delicious and there's brownie trays and there's cookie trays and there's all sorts of seafood. And I'll be honest with you, you're getting it for free, right? You're getting the best food for free. So all you want to do is eat everything. And that's what happens. And usually what you'll find out is corporate flight attendants, we gain a little weight in the first six months, but it's okay because you will drop it. But, you know, I find that is people usually say, okay, I've gained, you know, five pounds, maybe even 10 pounds from all this food. So just be mindful of that. And and it's normal, right? If you have all this amazing food in front of you and you're stuck on an 11 hour flight with it, what are you going to do, right? Then what happens is something strange. I had a flight attendant say to me in the beginning that she cannot eat the catered food anymore because prepping it and touching it and looking at it and smelling it makes her sick. And I thought she was crazy. And I am at that point where I cannot look at it anymore. If you have passengers and you're making 10 salads, you're just, you don't want to even look at it. And, and for the pilots too. So maybe you're making 11 salads. This is where the downward spiral can start, meaning you just start picking up bad habits. And that's what happened to me. My first, I would say it probably happened in the second year. Uh, so I was, I actually was good for a while and then <laughs> it happened to me in my second year. So definitely delving into the snack basket. A lot of times they have a snack drawer as well as a snack basket. So there's that, what's in there, everything you can imagine. Chips and M&Ms and candies and cookies and kind bars and cliff bars and, you know, all the sugary crap that you don't want to eat. Uh, There's brownie trays. Those are pretty awesome. And there is also, okay, here's a big one for me. There's cookie dough. A lot of these owners want freshly baked cookies. So you order the dough and then, you know, you have a little cookie sheet and then you put them on there and pop them in the oven. So cookie dough, I have definitely munched on that way too much. So you really have to watch what you eat and you also have to watch when you eat. When you're changing time zones, if you have a short trip, let's say a weekend trip, try to stay on your home time zone if you have a short trip. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say I am departing from Teterboro, I'm in the New York area, and I'm going to Los Angeles, to LA. And I'm doing it for a weekend. So I arrive on a Friday and I leave on a Sunday night or a Monday morning. Now this happened to me all the time. This was a trip I did 
all the time. And what I did, because it was such a short trip, I stayed in my home time zone in regard to eating. So I stayed on New York time as best as I could, even when I was in LA, not only eating, but sleeping to the best of my ability. Obviously, I maybe slept in a little bit for New York time. So I would wake up at 5 a.m. Pacific time, but that was 8 a.m. New York time when usually I would wake up you know, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So just a little bit of a sleep in. That's really good to do on a short trip. And also in regard to eating, I would keep to New York time as best as I could. Now I'm an intermittent faster, so I don't eat till later anyway. So that worked out fine for me. However, in regard to eating earlier or eating early dinner, that was always an issue or that's been an issue for me. So I eat like an old lady. I eat like a senior citizen. I remember my dad growing up, it would just drive me crazy because he wanted to eat at 5 p.m. And I always wanted to eat at 7, 8 p.m. And it would just uh, just drive me crazy with family dinner. But now I realize why he was doing it and was smart. So I am my dad now. <laughs> if, he, if he ever listened to this, he would laugh. I eat at senior citizen discount old lady time at 5 p.m. So that would be... Yeah, let's do the math. So that would be 2 p.m. Pacific time. So what I would do is I would do more of a big lunch dinner somewhere around, let's just say, 1 p.m. Pacific time. And I would do that. And then I would have a very light dinner because sometimes the pilots are cool and they get it and they say, hey, we want to stay on East Coast time as well. So we want to eat at 5 p.m. too. That's cool. But even if you're eating at 5 p.m. Pacific, that's 8 p.m. Eastern. So even if they're cool like that, which I would say most of them want to eat around 6, some of them around 7, then what I would do is just, again, eat your big meal for lunch, right? Do a big lunch dinner, as I said, and then just have something very light at dinner because, again, you're a newbie, most likely, and you have to be social. That's really important to some of these chief pilots and to these director of aviations they want to get to know you and it's important to show up to that social hour of dinner what I recommend is just having something very small that your body can handle so let's say you're eating at 6 p.m pacific that's 9 p.m eastern maybe a small glass of wine maybe a small appetizer just something like that or even just a cup of tea whatever you want but that had helped me a lot stay healthy and stay within how I felt best in my diet. I have to say, oh God, I, I love sugar. I love sugar addiction. And by the way, I've never mentioned it on this podcast, but I'm on Clubhouse. I'm under J India in case anyone wants to follow me. And, and by the way, you know, if you ever, if anyone ever has an interest for me to be on Clubhouse and do a room one day and, and you guys can join in and I'll answer your questions, just hit me up, hit me up, DM me, hit me up on Clubhouse. They now have that new back channel, but you can catch me on Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and either Wednesday or Thursday Eastern Standard Time, again, 1 p.m. And I do a gut health room. Uh, under Happy Healthy Community Club. So if anyone's interested in that, I do talk about this subject a lot. And I talk about sugar addiction because let me tell you something, I am a sugar fiend and I have to say this industry did not help me because 
refined and processed sugar nearly killed me and I uh you know I'm the person who will reach for the brownie I'm the person who will loves cookie dough and will have no problem eating it and I really had to learn to push past that feeling you know I had to learn to instead my snack is on fruit and buy things that are healthy and that I like or make sure catering has these things and they will it's just a matter of mindset and that you know, that was hard for me because my mindset was, oh, I've made, you know, seven salads and I don't want to look at it anymore. So let me just have a brownie. Yeah, that kept going on. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I kept going on for a long time until I finally stopped it and said, okay, I've got to clean up my act. I've gained weight. I don't feel good. I don't have the energy. Uh, Some of my GI habits aren't great, you know, blah, 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 blah. A good snack that I recommend ordering from catering all the time, and the pilots love it and the passengers love it, is chips, salsa, and guacamole. And that's really good because if you have a vegan on the plane, then you're good, right? If you have someone who's gluten-free, that's really good. Obviously, they probably can't eat the chips, but you get what I'm saying. You You can put vegetables with that or something else. And what I do is I'll do a salad. So I'll take the salad greens and I'll put some guacamole on it. So salad greens, guacamole, and then if you eat meat, I know some of you may not, I chop up a hard-boiled egg. I will order hard-boiled eggs sometimes and some meat. So whatever they provided, a, a few little pieces of chicken. And that's my salad. And then I put on olive oil and salt. And that's my go-to salad on the plane. And if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, Uh, you know, you can just do more vegetables and you're fine. So this is where the catering order is vital. I write in the notes for the catering order, juicy, fresh made, organic chicken strips for salad. So they know what I want. And then you don't just say, I want chicken because then they're going to give you a whole chicken and you're going to spend the entire flight carving chicken. And no one, (laughs) no one wants to do that. Try to stay away from the snack basket the drawer, the desserts. Again, as I said, it becomes habitual. It becomes part of your mindset. That's what happened to me. Take the time to take care of yourself. If you have a long trip where you're on the ground for a while and you have to adjust to that time zone, this is your chance to spoil yourself. So let's say you are leaving from New York and you're going to Thailand for seven days. You you know you're going to be in a nice resort. You've looked it up. There's free paddle boarding. There's free yoga. There's hiking on the ground or there's a beautiful beach where you can walk on the beach. There's a pool to swim. You've looked up the restaurants and you can eat healthy, you know, you can eat local, safe, I want to say safe, safe local food. You can eat the nice fresh fish, you know, look all this up before you go and you never know, it may change, but just look it up the day before you actually travel and get a sense of what you can do for free or what's included in the resort fee. And this is your time to save for something really special. So if you have the money, you can save for a massage, right? You're in Thailand, Thai massage. Absolutely, I would save for that. Now, sometimes you're going to get trips that come up automatically and you don't have time to save. You have to remember that some of these countries, the U.S. dollar goes a much longer way. So for example, Thailand, you'll probably get 
a good massage for not that much money. So you save for one of these things. But other than that, you do and take advantage of all the free things included in the resort. And that will keep you healthy. And you need to just really relax and keep healthy and read a book by the pool and swim and do whatever and that helps as well with your stress level right that helps so much walking the beach that's one of my favorite things is when I'm you know in a beach place I just walk the beach I do really long beach walks and you know the waves of the ocean the whole nine yards I just love doing that so just think about that, you know, look forward to that. If it's a long trip and you have a family and you're a little bummed because you're going to be away for seven to 10 days, have a good perspective on it and say, this is my time to rejuvenate and repair and keep healthy and just go back into myself and have some downtime. Here is a big tip that I know you're all going to love and you're all going to do. And I still do it to this very day. Walk stairs at all hotels. I don't care if I'm on the 16th floor or the second floor. I am walking those stairs up and down, up and down. And I'm telling you, that is what helped me lose some of that weight. And that is what helped me get in shape. And it's a really good strategy because you're you're carrying a, a bag. So hopefully it's not too heavy as we've discussed many times. And you're carrying it up. It's a good workout. And trust me, I have, I remember we were in Austin, Texas, and I was in a hotel, I think on the 16th floor, and I carried that bad boy all the way up and all the way down. I have no problem with that. So it's a really good way to get a little workout in, and I highly recommend it. If your trip is insane, okay, if you just have this really insane trip, where I'll give you an example, I would fly with this owner where we'd leave New York, go to San Juan, Puerto Rico, stay there for two hours, go to another island, stay there for two hours, and then be back in Dallas, Texas at 10 p.m. And that was all in one day. So he would stretch out the duty day, and I understand why he would do that. That makes sense, right? You do the best you can in that situation. If the pilots want to do a big lunch, then just do a big lunch with them. Try to eat as healthy as you can. Try to you know do anything. You can take a nap at the FBO. You can do what whatever resonates with you on those days and those trips you just do the best you can and that's fine but I just want to give a warning if this is your full-time account you may want to think about that because if you're putting your body through all these time zone switches and all these weird dietary switches I would really think about that I mean yeah if you're a newbie you have to do it maybe you do it for a couple years and as we've discussed many times you do it for a couple years and you move on so just something to think about that. A lot of the times the owners may look healthy, but they're not. And you'll see that on the plane, their lifestyle, they're constantly jumping from place to place, switching time zones, taking a lot of Ambien. They can't sleep. And it makes sense if you're switching time zones constantly. I have seen them pop Ambien like candy, a lot of GI stomach issues, a lot of gut issues, a lot of constantly having Maalox and Pepto-Bismol and things like that. That is not healthy. So, you know, you think because these people are billionaires and they have access to the best doctors, the best people, they still have terrible habits. They constantly reach in the snack basket. They think kind bars are actually really healthy. Sorry, but they're not. Don't get caught up in that and don't get caught up in their lifestyle. That is a big uh, tip for you. Also, another thing in regard to health is there is an account 
in let's just say the east coast area where they're constantly looking for flight attendants and can't get them because it is an account where all the passengers smoke on board so most people won't do it i won't do it they called me and i said sorry no and they're honest i have to say up front they say hey just so you know before you even consider talking to us all of our passengers smoke so no not my thing not not going to sit in a tube for hours at a time with just cigarette smoke going in my lungs. That's my choice, though. So you have to make the best decision for your health. I had an incident where these young passengers were vaping on a plane, and I got really sick after the trip, and I know it was from the vaping, and never again, you know, never again. I, I would... I think the second leg I spoke up and asked them not to and they didn't but just from that first leg and it was only an hour and a half flight it killed my lungs so even vaping when you're in that confined space I warn you so just remember to speak up again make the best decision for your health and speak up for your health if you join a crew with other flight attendants which is casino flying shuttle flying um, you're on a BBJ something like that make sure you will receive food. I flew with this lead flight attendant who's wonderful, great person. The only little thing I would say about her, and by the way, I understand why she was so overwhelmed by this account. She did a great job, but she was just, there was so much going on that she didn't ever think about crew food. She thought about the pilots, but she didn't ever think about the flight attendants. So you were just stuck with either no food or just complete garbage or she, she didn't understand, oh, you want to eat? In that situation, I would just ask and be upfront and say, hey, I'm, just make something up. Hey, I'm gluten-free. Should I bring my own food? Blah, blah, blah. Do we eat the, the extra catering? What goes on for food? If they're vague, because this person I'm thinking about is probably give you a super vague answer bring your own food just do your best pack a sandwich pack some chips so you're not starving whatever healthy chips are healthy chips and you know whatever you can pack some fruit and just make sure you don't starve and then once you're on this team more often or this crew then you'll see how it goes with food then you'll understand uh, here's a disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I am not a health professional. So please ask your doctor this. But this is a tip from many flight attendants and pilots to carry activated charcoal pills. And activated charcoal takes all the toxins that you've ingested out of your body. So if you're in a country and you're having gut issues or you are in the middle of Africa and by accident you drank some water or whatever it is, this will help because if you can't get to a doctor easily, this takes the toxins out of your body. So when you travel, I highly recommend, again, I am not a health professional, please ask your doctor and make sure, you know, your your body is able to take them, but think about carrying activated charcoal pills. And also carry band-aids. No pilot wants to break open a thousands of dollar <laughs> uh, medical kit for a band-aid. They'll get annoyed at that. I've said this before carry band-aids for yourself, for the passengers, for the pilots. And last tip is really think about breath work and your breath. I highly recommend a book. I'll put it in the show notes called Breathe by James Nestor. It's really good. It talks about closed mouth breathing in particular. 
I cannot tell you how much breath work has helped me. It's helped me calm myself, center myself. Uh, If I have a stressful day on the road, I can go to my hotel room and just center myself. Meditation, again, I think you guys know all this, but highly recommend if you're in a hotel room, just pop on YouTube. There's incredible guided meditations. I can give you a couple guided meditations. DM me, email me, you know, the whole thing. And um, meditation just really helps, even if you only do it for five to 10 minutes. If you're having that crazy day, take five minutes, 10 minutes to center yourself. Crystals are great. I carry rose quartz for to remind me to do self-care and self-love. I love crystals. And I also carry a clear quartz, which magnifies any other stone that you have with you. So it magnifies, it magnifies the rose quartz, if that makes sense. And I love crystals because they're so small and lightweight and you just throw a few of them in your bag or your purse or your backpack or whatever. It's so easy. You can always DM me for crystal recommendations. That's something that maybe I'll do an episode on that. That would be cool. Okay. Now I have ideas. So, (laughs) um, I also carry black tourmaline sometimes because black tourmaline, removes any negative energies. So I absolutely love that one. That one's a really good one too. And I just want to say that mindful practice is everything. You know, mindset is everything. If if you can be mindful and just take that time and relax and meditate, it'll make your crazy day, I, I guarantee you, so much better and your crazy trip much better. I guarantee that. So I hope that you have learned some lessons today about keeping healthy on the road. The next episode, which actually may be on crystals, that would be kind of cool. Okay. So anyway, focus, Jen. Uh, next episode will be on August 6th. Until then, happy flying.